Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. Hello, hi, I'm Chef Sancho, and one of my favorite cookbooks that I've written is all about poke, the true food of Hawaii. According to the Hawaiian Dictionary, poke means to cut into cubes. It has been eaten in the islands longer than any other food. Tell us what poke is and give us a little history. Well, poke is a, a you know traditional dish throughout the South Pacific. But as you come to Hawaii, you find it much, much more refined uh, in the sense of like in the earlier days, what they did was they, they ate a lot of reef fish because that's all they could go right around the island. So what they did was cut the reef fish bones and all into cubes or just sliced or chopped. And then, of course, it was added with sea salt, inamona, which is a candle nut, and then sea salad, which is seaweeds. And that was pretty much it. And they let it, uh, you know, kind of marinate for a few hours, and then they ate it. So how is poke different from other raw fish dishes in the South Pacific, like poisson cru or kakanda? Well, basically, it's based more pure. It's uh, You get to taste the fish. Not in the fishy way, no, but in the freshness of the fish. Um, you know, it's not marinated in oil and salt. It's not cured, I mean, in oil and salt and coconut milk. It's cured in just sea salt and a little bit of the kukui nut to make the flavor. I'm talking now before Captain Cook poke is now, okay, not before the... You know, the settlers come in or the, you know, plantation workers come in. And then the poison crew, well, basically the lime, the salt, the oil, cooks the fish, penetrates it. And then, of course, they finish it with fresh coconut milk, which is a not bad kind of poke. I, I like that poke, too. I, I really believe that the ones that are in Hawaii are more focused on the fish being the main dish. You know, you can taste the freshness of the fish. So that's the difference. So as a mm-hmm. young boy, your parents took you out to many, many restaurants. Do you think that this inspired you to become a chef and restaurateur? Yeah, you know, my parents uh, was very interesting. Our upbringing in our house, on Wednesdays and Sundays, we went to a restaurant. So at a very young age, we knew how to order. We went out. You know, we got to read menus. Uh, the only the only thing we we're told is whatever we order, we eat. You know, we can't say like, well, I didn't like it. So that was a great learning curve. But more importantly, our parents did a lot of cooking. We raised our own vegetables. We raised our own livestock. So you know, we we always had uh, you know fresh things from the garden. We also had you know fresh livestock. But we lived right by the beach, so then there was always fresh fish. And then the other thing, when I grew up, my parents used to make me get babysat by this fisherman right in Laia Bay, which is called Hukilau Bay on Oahu on the North Shore. And basically, um, I stayed there on the weekends, and, you know, I could smell the, the salt from the fish nets, and you, you get to listen to these guys that are just part of the ocean, and, you know, they, they, they're always at the water looking around and catching fish. But the lesson that I learned from those guys, you never overfish. You just take what you need. You know, and that that was just a you know my upbringing was very unique, you know, and that's why I really am very passionate about poke because that's what I ate as a young kid coming up, you know. And the other thing that was really really nice was that you got to live and learn these living lessons of not to overfish, how to respect the ocean, you know, how to keep it clean, you know. So for me personally, I think I I've got really the the best of both worlds in in, in growing up. 
and being, uh, you know, a true trooper of poke. One of your first jobs was at the Waldorf Astoria here in New York City. What brought you to the city? Well, you know, it's a Hilton, and I worked for Hilton. And, um, you know, they, they asked for help out there, for, you know. So I jumped on the plane and got to New York, and uh, Chef John Doherty was the chef there at the time. And, uh, you know, walk, you know, a kitchen is a kitchen, you know I mean? That's one of the things that when I do events all around the country, people go like, oh, you just find yourself around very well. But a kitchen is a kitchen. You know, got hooked up with a great chef like John Doherty at that time out there in New York. And, you know, we kind of hit it off like instantly and got thrown into the lion's den and just started cooking, you know, operating the line and being part of the team. And, you know, you just fit in. You know, and then they called me and they said, oh, we need help for banquets. So I went upstairs to the banquet room. And, you know, it's one of the hotels where they still did, you know, service where they played at the whole 10 people, not individually, you know, in, in French service where they brought the food to the table and they dished up right at the table, you know. So it was very unique, very young, very great experience for me. Uh, fun place, great food. Uh, you know, just great ethnic foods from all different walks of life out there. You know, and it, it's still uh, is a great time to go visit. You know, we always go out there and visit. You know, one of the, one of the, one of the nicest things is that uh, you know we got a lot of friends out there. The, the guys who own the Manhattan Fruit Exchange in Chelsea Market, the Latillas. You know, so we've always you know kept in touch. But the nice thing about working there was just. Uh, you know, one of the grand hotels in the country, you know, at that time, you know. Did you bring it, po- it, poke to the Waldorf? I, I, I brought poke. I made poke. <laughs> yep. I, I tell you something, man. I made poke. I just got off of the Seaborn Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got everybody hooked on poke on that shit. And they're like, <laughs> poke, poke, we want poke. I mean, it was funny. <laughs> I mean, we're talking well travelers. Guy's been on the ship for like 100-something days. Guy's been sailing for you know, years, and I make pokey, and all of a sudden they're chanting, pokey, pokey, <laughs> we want pokey. That's I mean, hilarious. It, and so for me personally, you know, I mean, I'm trying to maybe get in the head of maybe your question, but going back to the world of the story, it was um, a real a real great eye-opener for me coming from Hawaii, where the only time you heard an ambulance or any kind of, um, you know, uh, siren or anything was basically once or twice a month, you know, back then when I was growing up. But New York, it was part of the music out there. And the horns honking and all the yellow cabs as I looked down, you know, from my room on the 34th floor. Um, it was just, uh, you know, kind of like you pinch yourself and go like, God, am I am I dreaming? Well, this is amazing. You know, you talk about the one-stop city, that's New York. And I, I'm excited. I heard this pokey now out there. There's some pokey restaurants or, or little shops coming up now. I just hope they're doing it well, you know, because it's important to do it well. So a couple of months ago, I read an article in Vogue, and they said that Hawaiian food is sweeping the mainland. What do you think about that? Well, you know what? That's always have been my goal, you know. I don't want to say the word I, but I've always pressed it. I mean, I've cooked pokey years and years and years as a young guy, and I always believe that sushi and sashimi, which is Japanese, it is a household name throughout the world. And I always told myself, I believe that poke is a better, you know, st- 
style to serve the fish. And I want to have this become a household name. It's fired up on the West Coast. It's firing up in New York. If it's going to make it, that's where it's going to make it, it's in New York. They know good food, and then they like it. If it's good, they're going to support it. So that that's, that's a real good plus. I, I'm really excited. I make poke. I'm going to Washington, D.C. to do a big bunch of poke out there for a thing called Hawaii on the Hill. Everywhere I go, I got to put my, one of my menu items will be a poke. You know, it's funny because when you use the word raw, you can see kind of like a double take. But then when you say it's poke and don't use the word raw, and, you know, of course, in the beginning days, the earlier days, I mean, I remember doing a big fish event and in Washington, and basically uh, I made poke. And, you know, nobody kind of came there in the beginning. And then all of a sudden I changed it to, like, fish tartar. You know, it's the same thing, but I just said fish tartar because I'm doing, like, I don't think they understand what P-O-K-E mean, means. So, yeah, I, I'm really excited. Well, I tell you, it, uh, it's in the heyday right now, but it's moving right now. Most of your poke recipes call for local Hawaiian produce, but you have a fantastic substitution section in the back of the cookbook that was really helpful. You know, I, I believe in writing cookbooks. It's not about your personal flavors or you want. It's more about the education of allowing people to make the dish whether they're in the middle of our great country or whether they're on the tips of our great country. So I always believe that when you write recipes or if you give recipes, it's really important to give them opportunities to look at it for one and go like, oh, I think I can take a shot at making this. And that's always been my back of my mind in writing or creating or doing things. Because, you know, to be great is one thing, but to be a person to share and educate I think that's better than being great. You know where I get my fish is near the Manhattan Fruit Exchange in the Chelsea Market. Have you been there? It's called Lobster Oh, yeah, place. Ma- ma- yeah, yeah, many times I've had two lobster cocktails there. We walk right in there all the time, you know, getting fresh fish. They got a nice assortment of fresh stuff. In they there. do. Yeah, yeah, they got the sushi bar, too. They got the Japanese side, too, right? Yeah, are they serving poke in there? No. No. I went in there and I told them I was going to make poke, but they kind of didn't know what I meant. Hey, so I think you need to make a trip them, there. Show them the book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> show them the book or I'll show up and you and I go in there. And, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll make some poke, man. They got to do it. There's a lot of people from Hawaii. I send them in there and they call me back. They go, oh, man, what a market. No, 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 no. It's so busy. You got bread. You got this. You got that. Oh, the seafood, the lobsters, the salmon, the fish, whatever. Yeah, they do. But he said, where's the poke? I said, uh, <laughs> it's coming. The cuisine of Hawaii is a fusion of flavors brought to the islands from around the world. How did a Hormel product, Spam, become so popular in dishes? Now you're in my wheelhouse. Besides poke, Spam. I, I did the history on Spam. If you go to Hormel, into the museum, that you press the button, I come on and say, aloha. I'm Chef Sam Choi. But anyway, so Hormel took the challenge to create the dish, uh, the item, and of course they had a German chef to create it. And basically, it was just there to feed the soldiers, the, uh, the military people, uh, you know, men and women. And basically, uh, it never left. It's so funny, the different names they call it, you know, the Hawaiian steak or the meat <laughs> in the can. Or, you know, and and then, of course, it kind of hit its plateau. You know, it kind of just kind of not petered out, but 
just stayed at that level where people either either ate it at breakfast or dinners, or they hooked it up with uh, spam and cabbage, kind of like a real big thing. You know, a lot of local people like that. And then the Japanese, you know, start bringing these sushi things, and then they create a thing called musubi, which is like a rice sandwich. You got two layers of rice. I think you've seen it, and a spam and sweet eggs in between, and it's wrapped with a sushi wrapper, a nori wrapper. I mean, once that came to Hawaii back maybe 20, 15 years ago, spam just launched another level in Hawaii. So that's how spam got its leg, and that's how it's rooted here really deep. You know, and even today as we're speaking, I'm sure there's a, maybe uh, maybe 50,000, 60,000 people eating spam right now this morning for breakfast. I made your recipe for poke pie out of your poke cookbook on page 40. You have oh. a quote on that page that says, we eat with our eyes first. And that recipe definitely tasted as good as it looked. Man, you, 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 got, you got to hear this. So that's what I made on the ship. I made a little, you know, a little poke pie, you know, like kind of really in a mold. And you pull the mold off and then you have a... Yeah, and you kind of like have it where you have the rice. You know how many layers, right? And yep. people were just amazed. They went, wow, this is amazing. And then when they got into it, they went, wow. I mean, I had a lady at the table says, I hate to tell you this, but I had four. I did. I skipped dinner. <laughs> I said, what? She said, I just, I said, no, I, I had a nice, very short ribs. She goes, I break short ribs. I can get it anytime. Okay only because you're on the boat and I've never seen it done by any other chef. Yeah, you know, so you, you, you can now unleash your creative juices and you can do any kind of poke pie, you know, that way with the mayonnaise, but you can do like a Mediterranean. You know, if you follow the recipes in the book of different types of poke, then you can put it right on top of that rice. That, you know, I mean, it looks really nice. The presentation is easy and people just go, wow. So what's new for you in 2016? Uh, we got a bunch of poke shops in Seattle coming up. I mean, lots. We had, we had the trucks in the beginning. Now we got, we're getting some brick and mortars. Uh, you know, the, 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 only, the only thing I always said about Hawaii that, that handicaps us, we live in the South Pacific in the middle of the ocean. Uh, we're 2,500 miles from any kind of massive land. Uh, so our messaging or what we do here in Hawaii is kind of usually slow to get out to the world, you know, the message. I always believe that that kind of handicaps us, but not anymore because, you know, what you're doing right now, that helps to speed it along. So that's what, that's my mission, you know, to be a, you know, a warrior and a, a believer in that our food in Hawaii is really good. Just need to get it out there. Where can we find you on the web? Uh, Sanctuary.com, real simple. You got my pokey books on there. You got everything on there. Well, thank you so much for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Thank you.